0: So there's that. And then there's this other thing from Brene Brown. She said once clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I took that and I brought it into the sales and the selling and marketing space. And I looked at it like this. If I'm not being clear on what I do, on how I work with people, on where you can go to sign up to work with me or learn more, am I being unkind? No, that's a little bit dramatic, but like, am I creating a bit of a disconnect? Am I Dropping all of this, like, good, juicy information and then, like, piecing out because I'm awkward about, like, the selling piece. Like, I'm creating, like, a really confusing pathway. And then you're going to piece out and go find it from someone else. I find when I can create a pathway for you, when I can be say, like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's this thing. And just, like, lead you to the door. And then you can consensually decide what you want to do once you arrive to the door. It's a really kind, like, warm way to, like, bring someone into a space and you're not pushing them. You're not, bypassing their needs, bypassing their emotions. You're just like allowing them to be themselves and make that empowered buying decision.
1: Hi, my Cosmic Baddies. I am so excited today to have someone very special, someone I deeply admire on the pod. Rachel Turner is a trauma-informed business and leadership coach for misfits, artists, and creatives. Uh, She works with folks like myself who feel like the business space wasn't made for them, and she supports their human-first approach to business without all the quote-unquote, bro marketing. I love that. I think she completely coined that term. I'm in love with it. And she even wrote a book about all of this titled Human First, which is described as a business-ish book on mental health and queerness in the business world. Such a needed book, such a needed conversation to have. And she helps everyone from sex educators, therapists, coach, doctors, designers, to sell out their offers without selling themselves out. And she is a true breath of fresh air in the business space and the social media verse. She speaks openly about how shame, manipulation privilege, oppression of marginalized lives affects all of us and how we can actively dismantle all of these quote unquote, white dude marketing tactics. If you go to her website or Instagram, I guarantee you're going to fall in love with her instantly for her truth bombs, real talk, or just straight up adorable dance moves. And she is someone who I worked with personally had the privilege of doing that. And she helped me get so clear and feel so affirmed in my business. That's why I am Especially, especially buzzing to have her on as today's cosmic change maker. So, hi Rachel, say hi to everyone, and I'm so happy to have you here.
0: Hi! Oh my god, what what an intro! I wish I could make that like the, my alarm that I wake up to every morning. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my goodness! I also have to give you before we can
1: jump into talking about you. You are the one who helped me coin the term cosmic a change maker. <laughs> I want to work with people like doing cool things It could be in the business space or the creative space or a leader, or like, I don't really care like what they're doing. I just want to help people who want to make a difference. And you are like, okay, so you want to work with change makers. That's like that. Like, it's funny how that one word helped me just be like, okay, now
0: full steam ahead. It makes all the sense in the world for you. It's just so you.
1: Okay, so now that I gave my like love letter to you, my open source, like I'm obsessed with you, truly. I do not fall in love with people online. I'm like very. I like post. I post and goes. I like post something and I run away from social media. I actually don't scroll a lot. I don't have a lot of people. I like love their accounts, you know. But you are someone. I think it's just like you're magnetic online. Like you really are what you do on social media. And I was telling you before we started recording. I was going to have you on, but I was like waiting. So I got my sea legs under me a little bit in the podcast. And then someone on my team sent me a profile. They're like, you have to have this person on the podcast. And it was you. I was like, duh, done. We'll get her on, even though I'm still figuring out this whole podcast thing. But why don't you tell everyone listening, all the cosmic baddies and change makers, a little bit about you and what you do in your own words?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so happy to be on. I was telling you before we were recording that I get... I typically don't do podcasts because I get so nervous. I have like hardcore anxiety and all day I was so shocked that I felt so like wonderful and like happy and calm and even like 10 minutes before I'm like, I've never felt more relaxed or excited to do a podcast. So, so happy to be here. I am a business coach for for misfits, for artists, for creatives, for people who just feel like the business space wasn't made for them, which I feel like is most people. I started out in the business industry as a food freedom coach. And that was almost 10 years ago. And I felt like at the time, it was all diet culture, diet culture, diet culture, it wasn't very much anti diet culture at that time. And a lot of my friends also did similar things that I did. And we had such a hard time marketing and being in business because we were holding these like deeply vulnerable pieces of our clients and of humans and of the work that we were doing in healing. And the marketing that we were taught to do was cold and abrasive and only taught by old white, bald guys. That was it. Old white, Literally. bald guys. <laughs> And so I started being asked to speak to other food freedom coaches in that space. And people, I remember one time someone was like, do you like, are you a business coach? And I said, no, but like, I could be yours. And so I went home and I created a program of just everything that I had been thinking, but that wasn't validated in the business space of how we can like ethically move forward in our businesses and honor the whole human in front of us and not bypass people's Humanity and privilege, where it's at, where it's not, so people don't have to leave themselves to make their businesses work. So that's been almost seven years ago that that happened. And since then, I've just been helping people navigate business in a way that moves from their core and that honors Mm. the entirety of who they are.
1: Uh, I mean, I just have to drink that in for a moment. It's like so, it's so good, especially I know probably. Not the only one, but you just, the internet and like coaches and business coaches and coaches who are helping you coach other people. And like, there's just so much noise out there. And I think you were the first coach or someone I ever found online who made me feel like it was okay just to be myself. I was like, I can never post like that much in a day. I can never. I don't know. Even when people are like, Oh, like six figure this and that. And I was like, I don't know. This all feels so icky to me. Like this whole glossy, like pastel filtered. I mean, I love my pastels, but like this like approach to marketing, it felt so like, Oh, you have to do this. And this is the only way you can make a successful online business. And that's it. And so exactly what you were saying about like taking the whole human into account and everything around us, you know, societal conditions and privilege and like, I remember not knowing I needed to like hear all of that. And it's like anything that just resonates authenticity. I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Because I was like, something's wrong with me. I'm never going to make money online. I'm never going to make money. I can't do it in this way. Or like I'm behind, or I have someone, I have a very, you know, up and down with my energy. And we'll talk about that because you, you have modeled for me a really <laughs> a fantastic way how to be okay with that. So food freedom I also love that you are a pioneer and visionary of like the fuck diet culture people because thank the lord yeah I mean that I mean I feel like you you know we're gonna get into your chart but you're Scorpio and I feel like you literally come in and like bulldoze from the inside out all of these industries that like need someone to like lovingly And compassionately and courageously call them out on their bullshit. And I love that you've just gone from like industry to industry, like, okay, food, you're up first. (laughs) Then it's going to be like the marketing space. All right, sit down. I got something to say. So I guess like what you're doing now, you have so many things going on, but I wanted to talk to you specifically a little bit about the development of your leadership styles that you work with how you like came about to developing those, again, there's a lot of people listening to this who I know are going to be like, just listen to what Rachel says right now. It's going to change your life. If you're someone who's trying to show up as some kind of an authentic leader in your sphere, in your industry, in your world, I'm very curious about yeah, how you develop these styles.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, the essence of like everything that I've always done in my business is that I've always felt like I was doing things wrong. I was the wrong one. Like I was the bad one. Like somehow I wasn't getting it right. So a couple of years ago, my wife was getting her master's in leadership and she would come home from class and she would be learning about these things. And I would listen to some of the things that she was learning. And I'm like, Oh, I do that. And she was like, yeah, there's like a name for it. And so there was a lot of like learning that we started doing together and realizing that a lot of what I was teaching in the entrepreneurial space connected to like ethical leadership And so we got excited to potentially work together and she started coming home with a lot of leadership assessments and these leadership assessments, I thought were, I mean, I love anything that puts like an identifier on me. I'm like, me too. (laughs) And so we were looking at these leadership assessments, but we felt like they were severely lacking in many areas of intersecting trauma and privilege and lived experience. They were really falling short. And so we decided that we were going to create our own leadership assessment. So we created these four different archetypes of uh, leaders and entrepreneurs that didn't just look at leadership and entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial space, but that also looked at their humanity, too, because there were common themes that I was seeing with all of the clients who were working with me. I would have a handful of clients who are all one way and a handful of clients who are all another way. So we developed what we call the leadership designs and the leadership designs are the first is the nurturer and the nurturer is the deep soul connector. They move slow. They don't like fast pace of the entrepreneurial space. They love having room. They love that deep soul connection. They were often like the caretakers in their life or their friendships or their relationships. And then we have our conductor and the conductor is more about like, get shit done. They like to take messy action. So when you see people use the phrase, I'm going to take messy action, they're a conductor. Hands down.
1: I just had an interview right before this with someone who's like, I just take messy action. So I'm going to message her and be like, you're a
0: conductor, P.S. Yeah. <laughs> listen to this episode, to find out more. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. That's really funny. Yeah, so they're that person who they see the end goal and they're just gonna get there no matter what, they're gonna make it happen. And then you have the analyst who works in the traditional way that the business base was taught. They love a process, they love steps, they love to be right. And then you have the visionary and the visionary is the wild card of the industry. They work in these wildly high highs and low lows, and their ideas have ideas and they don't like being told what to do. They love autonomy. The leadership designs, everybody has a primary and a secondary. So I'm a visionary conductor, which means that I move in high highs and low lows. And I also like to take messy action. But the reason that we love the leadership designs is because it helps us understand that while yes... I can take messy action. I know that if a nurturer client of mine is in front of me, they're not taking messy action at all. And if they're a nurturer analyst, they're moving slow. They want to know the steps, the process, the plan. And it really allows you to meet your clients where they're at and meet yourself where you're at too. I mean, we could just leave now because that I
1: feel like it's going to help so many people. And the way you talk about it, it's so clear. And I can tell like, you know, what you do goes so much beyond, you know, I think what a lot of people think about a business coach, help me with marketing. You're like, I'm trying to help you be seen in who you are. And like actualize and use your gifts versus trying to, because I know when you told me that and I, I assessed myself, I think I resonate with you, definitely have that visionary part of me. I mean, I, I'm multiple personality. I was like, uh, I'm like mostly visionary. And then the rest of them are just like fighting each other inside. Of me. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the visionary, you know, hearing that, especially when you said the really highs and lows, that was something that really resonates with me my energy and my mental health gets very like, I'm like, I'm going to post every day for two weeks. I have so many ideas. I have so many things. And then other times I'm like, I can't get out of bed. I can't look, I can't muster up a most bullshit of a post. Like I'm like, I can't even, I I can't, or I get overwhelmed. Like we laugh every time if something of ours goes viral, I'm like, I, I can't like having most of like, yes, capitalize on it and go for it. And I'm just like, I need to go like cuddle with my dog for two weeks and like gain the mental composure to like go back in. So when you told me that, I was like, oh, okay. Like there's a way of working with this energy, especially around launches and, and selling things. And for you being a bit, so I would say like, even without your leadership assessment, your archetypes, I was like, you're a visionary based on your birth chart it's right there as plain as day. And what i say saying about other industries, like you have to like have seen trends of where things were going. And I mean, trends towards like truth and integrity, not trends of like, what's hot, what's going on <laughs> in fall fashion, but like, this system is going to break. The structure is going to implode and people are going to realize. And I feel like you have really been on, on the forefront of that and something in your chart, not only are you a Scorpio, which means you're going to go through transformation and almost like death and rebirth in your life very often around your own identity. Your North node, which is your destiny line is in Sagittarius, which means like a big part of your life, bigger path. And the more you align with this, the more you'll feel like in that flow is around being in like a truth telling space And like expanding people's belief systems. Do you feel like that resonates for you?
0: Oh my God. It's not even sometimes I wake up and I'm like, why do I do what I do? And it has nothing to do with like business itself. I don't like business. I like the truth and like the truth that is like. I have chills. I have chills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like. And this year, this year, especially too, like, I feel like there was a lot of Pema Chodron says in her book, when things fall apart, something about like alive deaths. I really, I mean, as a Scorpio, I relate to that heavily, Mm -hmm. especially like in this last year, like, I think that there were so many alive deaths that I experienced that the truth that I occupy now, like, it feels like there's no choice. So it's not even about business. It's about telling the truth for me. Oh my God, I have chills. I have chills. And this is why I fucking love
1: looking at people's charts. Cause I'm like, it's so cool to see like those moments when you step into the embodiment of like, even when I call you like a business coach, it feels so reductive for what you do. I'm like, that's one of the things you do. You have many roles, but yeah, like you're a container and a catalyst for, you know, for truth and for other people to own their truth, which is a big part of what you do. And because this is so, you know, I can't, have a Scorpio with a Sagittarius North node on my podcast and not ask this. It's coming up a lot in my client sessions. People who want to be a little bit more truth teller, especially in their industry. And you you said something early on when I was working with you in one of our group coaching, group coachings, and you were like, find the thing that kind of pisses you off in your industry. That's a good thing. And for me, that was really important to have permission to have like what I call sacred rage. And I have like my own process around that now, like, you know, making sure I'm not attacking someone, making sure it's not personal or shadowy or like coming from a place of lack or jealousy. But when you see something go on in your industry and you're like, this is not right, you know, and, or I'm going to use this to at least be different than that. And like tell people and show people a different way. Do you have any advice to someone? Cause I literally know people who listen to this podcast who are in the nutrition field, nutritionist field, or that they're in a field of like, life coaches or whatever and they see certain things happening around them and they want to be different but they're so scared of like going against that grain would you have any advice or any of your own experience to share with them
0: yeah I mean I think the thing that I think about so often is who am I keeping safe by not having these conversations I recently I had a conversation that resulted in a lot of people being upset with me I was calling out Mm -hmm something in the business space that I found that was just continuing to oppress marginalized voices. And I wanted to talk about like who this was benefiting and why. And so when I had that conversation, a lot of people then turned on me and they were like, you're being a bully. And then I'm like, who am I keeping safe by not having this conversation? And how easy is it for white women to call other white women? Away? Right. <laughs> Because they're telling the truth.
1: Right. Because their feelings are hurt. So they're calling you a bully.
0: Right. Exactly. And then I also think about, I was just talking about this with a client earlier today who navigates the same kind of feelings of like, I'm so deeply afraid of like offending other people in my industry or someone being upset with me. And I think that like my work is not for the people in my industry. In fact, like I make it like my job to not follow other people in my industry, not one single person but my work isn't for them it's for my clients it's for my people and if i'm keeping them at the center of what i do that is where like true integrity is going to live not like working for other people in my industry wow
1: that oh, this is just good. this is going to be one of those episodes where i'm just like going to be saying that every every talk i'm just like digesting such <laughs> a good articulate and like simple but powerful check-in who am I protecting with this and you know what I'm hearing too obviously you say it right in your name but you want to work with people who are either identify themselves or feel misfit outcast like I'm not here to win a popularity contest amongst other X, Y, Z, you know, fill in people in your industry. And the, who am I protecting? is a really good question because maybe you do, maybe you actually step back and you're like, oh, maybe I am protecting someone who needs that. I don't know. It's a, it's a good gauge. And I'm like jumping around and just press your chart, but your moon is in Aries. And that's like, you know, a lot of times it's like your own inner child it's your inner mother to yourself it's the part of you comes out a lot especially when like emotionally motivating you and it's like just who you are in your core and i always say that aries moons are like this inner warrior energy and everyone gives like aries sometimes this rap of just being like crazy temper raging partying that's great i love that stuff too on the other end of the spectrum in like the highest frequency of aries Is like a protector and especially a defender of like the underdog, vulnerable, voiceless, because like that really pisses off an Aries. So I love that question of like who am I protecting? Because that is part of your sacred code. It's like you are protect, you are actually protecting, like that's what your job is, is like, I'm not here to help you. I'm here to help these people who have been ignored, disrespected, put on the margins. So I love that. It's a I asked you a tricky question. That was a curveball question. Like, I was like, I would have been totally fine if you were like, I don't know. Because as you know, everyone's, I never like prep ahead of time, but I just kind of let like intuition flow. But I'm like, I can't have a Sagittarius North Node on here and not ask you like how you have become this version of you out there doing this. Okay, let's talk about your book. I, mean, I know you wrote you you a book before this, right?
0: Yeah, well, it was really a trash book before. That, my <laughs> point, and, and not like in a self-deprecating way, my first book was like a... You know, when you just like, like, I want to be a writer, I just want to write a book. And so you write a book, like just like to write a book. That was like my first book, like, because I, I felt like I had to. This was like, truly like a birthing of like something spectacular.
1: Oh, yeah. Like just for everyone, you're gonna go find it online, but it's like gorgeous book art. I mean, honestly, I was like, oh, like, you're teasing out. Like, I wrote a book and I was like, great, great, great. And a lot of people are like, I'm probably going to self-publish my books because the publishing industry feels kind of focused, especially when it comes to like men, women, anyone like BIPOC authors, everyone I've heard, they're like, don't even get in the publishing industry. But I was like, oh, self-publishing, cool, cool, cool. And then I was like expecting maybe a, a book that's like, uh, you know, whatever. I put this together, like beautiful, but like really impactful. And I was like, oh, oh, she, oh, this book, she is legit. Like this book cover art. I was like, I would buy that book, not even knowing what was in that book. It's beautiful. It was like super gorgeous. I was like, oh, okay. Rachel wrote a book, capital B (laughs) book, because I know you're someone who's so prolific that I'm like, I can imagine you just writing a book and like a month, but I was like, "Oh, okay." So tell us a little bit about like the book and the why. You know, why you
0: wanted to put this out in the world, and I don't know. Talk about your baby. Oh my gosh! Well, first, Casey Moses she designed the cover of my book. I went to her. The book, if you don't have it up in front of you, is this like blue with pink writing on the front of it. But the blue is supposed to be the ocean. And Casey is one of my wife, Sarah's um, really good friends. And they went to college together and she, that's what she does for a living. She designs book covers. I went to her like self publisher and I'm like, Hey, the, like I sent her my mood board and it was this very like oceany, moody, like very dark kind of vibes. And she was like, I'm going to mock up like a bunch of different designs for you, but the, the ocean, like it doesn't make sense for other books in your space. Like people like at the bookstore, they're not going to like see a book with an ocean on it in the business section and buy the book. And I'm like, I totally see what you're saying. And it also has to be the ocean. And it ended up being like, but ocean (laughs) ocean. So the book is business-ish musings on mental health and business and just navigating the entrepreneurial world, navigating a mental illness. So I have bipolar too, and I actually found that out midway through writing what was the original book. So I kind of went through this like mental health crisis around Christmas, which is when I... I So I pre-sold the book, it was completed. And then I went through this like mental health crisis and I was like, no, I have to write a different book. And so I trashed that book and I rewrote the book and it was like, (laughs) so I told you she could write a book a month. She casually discarded a book, (laughs) wrote a new book. Oh my God, all in the name of the truth. I love that. Absolutely. So it was all about death and alive deaths and how we can navigate the business space when we are constantly othered, when marginalized Mm, communities are constantly othered. So it talks a little bit about my Nana's passing. She was an astrologer, Mm. kind of led me and raised me. And that kind of changed the direction and the trajectory of like what I wanted from my business. Like once she died I felt like the truth in my life had died and I had kind of had to find my own truth. So a book weaves heavy into like, yes, it's a lot about Mm. I talk about launching and things that we want to know to like bring people in the door and bring people into our spaces, but it's all done through this really honest lens of what it looks like to have a mental illness and be queer while you do that. I mean, it has to be the only book
1: of its kind, right? Like, I don't really think that's like a huge category of genre. I walk into a Barnes and Noble, if those even still exist. So hi, I'm looking for a business-ish book. That's why I love it. It's so genius. I'm like... Yeah, like we really don't need another. So many copy, photocopies of the same type of person, same type of book. And just advice that you're like, I'm going to pull my hair out if someone says that to me one more time. So the realness and the rawness. And, you know, when you speak and when you write, looking at your chart, you have so much like Scorpio. You have all this 12 task activity. And so you're like channeling like energetic transmissions. So what I'm going to say as a very funny sales pitch for your book is I'm like, get Rachel's book. You're gonna read it, you're gonna love it, but it's gonna like transformation by transmission. Like just reading the energetics of it are gonna completely shift you. I can just feel into that whenever I read your writing. I am someone who's like very all over the place at my own mental health things and learning things. And I get very like everything I've ever learned from you, it's like I'm not learning in a traditional way. I'm like, okay, whoop, I just got like an energetic upgrade. I'm like, okay, that's all I needed. And like, I haven't done any of my homework or any of my things or any of the traditional things. And I'm actually not going to let that bother me because I got what I needed to out of this and it was very energetic. So I imagine that this book is like, has so much information and so much good, like relatable storytelling, but you're someone and now looking at your chart, like I get why I felt that way. You're like... Here we go. Just read the words, yes, but don't be obsessed with like memorizing the words. They're doing their own thing for you.
0: Love that. Can you do like all the press
1: for my book? I'm going to be like, hello, hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to your live energetic transmission. (laughs) I will hype you up for days because, you know, someone I, I haven't really talked too much about like my personal business experience in this podcast yet, but I love creating, I love helping people. I go through highs and lows with it, but like the block that I had around selling or just asking for money, it was like comical. And it was also very karmic. Me and my sister say it's karmical. Like when something is so fucked up and deep in you, but you also have to laugh a little like, and you know, this is my lesson to work through. And like you are, yeah, just, I just wanted to thank, I brought you on here too, just to thank you, like for helping me get so clear and figure out like, okay, it's okay to put something together and also that accountability and it's okay to sell things, people, especially like if something you really believe in and like moving through that and your processes have completely changed how I like I still reference your launch calendar when we're like doing something. I'm like, I need my Rachel notes. Everyone knows I'm like, I need my Rachel notes. Like, I'm getting really overwhelmed. I'm getting really my ADHD is coming out. I'm getting really stressed, really anxious. Like I just need that like grounds me. <laughs> so I just wanted to again, I know I'm not the only one, but do you have any like I already put you on the spot for like one word of wisdom thing, but I think it's people who are more empathetic and people who are your whole chart, like just your spiritual, your soulful, you have so much heart and everything you do. And there's, I know a lot of people listening who are like that and who also want to have a business and be able to provide for themselves and their family, but that they feel icky around selling, right? It's such an icky thing do you have any like thing you want to share with them or something from your own experience that helped you navigate that?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have two things. One selling is awkward. Like it's okay. And normal if selling feels awkward for forever. Like I was on a call with someone the other day, I don't do sales calls. Everything I do is like rooted in consent, but I was on a call with someone that I call like a vibe check, where they can just like hear my voice and see if they like my energy. And I got to the part where we were talking about like all of the details and the price, and then I made this face. So I'm like on the phone, and I'm like, "Yeah," and it's blah blah blah, amount of money, and I was like, uh, like, (laughs) (laughs) "Awkward turtle." (laughs) Like I'm ten years in, and I still feel like awkward. comfortable. And so I think that there's like so much in knowing like that's okay. I mean the business industry is like, you have a block. And I'm like, you probably have trauma. And it's not like my job to like heal that with you or for you. Like that's gonna take our life good. This is so
1: good. Um,
0: So there's that. And then there's this other thing from Brene Brown. She said once clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I took that and I brought it into the sales and the selling and marketing space. And I looked at it like this, if I'm not being clear on what I do, on how I work with people, on where you can go to sign up to work with me or learn more, am I being unkind? No, that's a little bit dramatic, but like, am I creating a bit of a disconnect? Am I dropping all of this like good juicy information and then like piecing out because I'm awkward about like the selling piece. Like I'm creating like a really confusing pathway and then you're going to piece out and go find it from someone else. I find when I can create a pathway for you, when I can be say like, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's this thing. And just like lead you to the door. And then you can consensually decide what you want to do. Once you arrive to the door, it's a really kind, like warm way to like bring someone into a space and you're not pushing them. You're not, bypassing their needs, bypassing their emotions. You're just like allowing them to be themselves and make that empowered buying decision. This is it. You guys are
1: welcome. You should just, uh, you may have to give me your Venmo or PayPal yeah. to put in the show notes because you're all getting some free business coaching <laughs> and business school for real. <laughs> NISBIT business school. Okay. It's so, the clear is kind. It's so true. And like, that's something I'm always trying to work on. <laughs> okay, I love that advice. And I love that it's also okay just for selling to be awkward. That it's not something that's like fundamentally flawed in you and like that you need to like get over. It's like, just like do it and say the number and like, you're like, okay, it's a little weird. But I'm sure as you have probably learned over the years, you've seen the value of what you do. Yeah, I'm selling you on this, yes. And there's that moment of discomfort, but I also know, cause now you've worked for, you've been doing this for 10 years, right? Yeah, 10 years, yeah. See, that's this lady right here. She's been around for a minute, all right? She didn't just put together a Canva Instagram template and just <laughs> pop herself on the internet as a business coach. She's been doing it for 10 years. She has the receipts. Um, she's <laughs> like, So I think that also probably, you know, the more that you get confident in the value you're bringing to people, because I think for you, you know, you know what you can do. And obviously that comes with a little bit of time and experience. But you you taught me that too. I'm like, okay, I was so scared and began to, to charge for things or to get asked for money. But then I'm like, I actually do know I really, really can help people. And like my heart is in the right place. And also like, I need to like eat and like yeah. have a life. So yeah, okay. <laughs> Go through the awkward turtle. Okay, so I want to talk about something in your chart. So right now you're in it. You're in your Saturn return.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: have you like- Spent any time musing on this or thinking about it, or know anything about it?
0: I haven't spent too much time yet. No, going through like thing. I mean, now that I'm in it, I don't know. My nana, as an astrologer, like even like Mercury retrograde was always like a very like beautiful, lovely thing. Of and course. I remember like talking about my Saturn return and and like a very like not like it's going to be beautiful, but like in a nothing felt bad. So I haven't looked at it through a lens of like, something is wrong or something is bad, but more so like, there's definitely some shit rocking right now for sure. <laughs> so I'm musing on that, but it's all like, like we found out last week, no, two weeks ago, we, we moved from Columbus, Ohio to Vermont. And then I thought it was going to be amazing here. I hate it. It's like vile. I just like can't stand it. And I'm like, what have I done? Like I have an eight-year-old, like I can't move him again. And then we found out that our, the place that we're renting, they want to sell it. And so we're ending up and there's nothing else available for rent in our area at all, period. So we're moving to the place that we want to be. And so I'm noticing like a lot of things like that. So it's like rocky as shit, but then it's like all so good at the same time.
1: That's like the ocean from your book. It's, this is why you had to have the ocean on there. You're like, I am gonna be riding some cosmic waves, That's all cool. We have a good boat. Well, first of all, your Nana. Everyone talk about her. She sounds so beautiful and so wise and so heart centered and like the kind of astrologer that I hope to be. Of like, yeah, these are just opportunities. They're moments. Of course, you want to like just like anything, like understand them or have the awareness for yourself. But that they are. They're like this is a rite of passage you're going through. And I'm also dying because you have a 12th house stellium, which means you've got a shit ton of planets in your 12th house, which is the house of spirituality and karma, old soul. It's like a very like intense, but like esoteric part of your chart. So I'm like, so I am like i can't believe you're going through your Saturn return because you seem like such an old soul, but with like a young face and a killer bod. So I'm like, I didn't know how old you were. I had no idea. Like, I was like, I can't tell because you're so wise and so grounded and if like you had so much life experience, I'm like, you're just going through your Saturn return now. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. But I'm like, ah, 12th house stellium. You came into this life like knowing stuff. You came into this life like a little bit of that old soul energy. Or do you resonate with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm like 100%. And sometimes I wonder, like, I always used to be called an old soul when I was little. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, it's because I've had a lot of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Is it because I had to like grow up really fast, in my trauma or take care of adults
1: around me? Cause like what, but yeah. so maybe a little of that, like the nature versus nurture, but yeah, you definitely, the 12th house stellium, you have like you've been here before, you've done this, you came here just knowing things, which can go hand in hand, because sometimes, you know, I believe in like past lives. And I'm like, yeah, you're an old soul, you probably like, picked a family that needed to like, learn something from you, or that you were going to be the old soul. So I'm like, it kind of goes hand in hand. But
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. So as I'm in my Saturn return, are there things that I like need to be mindful of or aware of?
1: Yeah. So I was going to say, um, it's super interesting because your Saturn, all of you Saturn return, you know, folks who are going through it right now, definitely unique because you're going through Saturn return, a coming of age, like emotional adulthood, stepping into it in the landscape of us all going through like a collective Saturn return in our country. Um, we're going through Pluto return as a country right now, which is the big deal. So your Saturn return, like you got a sneak peek of it last spring okay. until the summer, so we might have started to show you some themes that are going to emerge. And then now you're in it for the next two years, and for your Saturn return, you know it's in your third house of communications and teaching and writing and publishing. So you're going to see, you know, Saturn's also where we grow up, so we begin to step into the next, really like evolved. I love Saturn energy. People like hate on it. You know, it's definitely like leather daddy energy. It's like, ooh, like you're intense, but like I like you. But like actually can you back off? Cause it's like I'm just trying to rest. It's Sunday. Like I don't need that like whip in my face. Like Saturn's like come on, better, faster, do more, like you're not doing enough. And I like that energy sometimes. And it's also, it's really grounding because without Saturn, we would have like no rules. We would all just be like on an acid trip moving through life. Like we do need to understand like there's consequences for our actions and it feels good to show up for ourselves. And really it's good to have self-agency and like, be like, okay, like I want to have boundaries in my life. I need to, you know, work on this more. I need to step into that. And Saturn return is usually when you kind of like start to shed away all the versions of you, even though you're a Scorpio, I feel like you've already done this, but like shed away the versions of you that like your parents built or your society built, your primary caretakers built, or that you felt like you had to be all the ways you like fold yourself in and all of these like emotional crutches or support systems, anything that's like, not serving you or not authentic to you, you're going to feel them like fall away, which is why it's really intense for some people. But I say, if you're self-aware or you've been going to therapy or you've been just curious, inquisitive about yourself, introspective, the more you can do that before your Saturn return, it actually is this beautiful building stage. So I feel like you already have done a lot of that, but you even last year, like you usually feel a lot of the effects of Saturn return the year before. So it makes sense that the last year, it sounds like you went through a lot and everything you talked about why you had to rewrite your whole book was probably like the stuff that was coming on, like pre Saturn return ideas about yourself. But I think that this is going to really shape you even more into like the teacher. The writer, the communicator, all about, it's all about getting your message out. So you're gonna feel challenges in that, like but good challenges, you know, growing, expanding. You're probably gonna have changes in like your friend groups that happens during your Saturn return, your community. But what I'm really excited to be the one to tell you, because I saw it on your Instagram and then I was like, oh my God, please, I hope this works. You're like, there's uh, Jupiter and Pisces is happening and it's this like super, just for the summer, Jupiter's moving out of Aquarius into Pisces and it's just like love fest, abundance, energy. Oh, oh. Jupiter is like planet of a big daddy planet of like expansion, Midas touch energy, like happiness. And um, Jupiter has been restricted for the past two years, but now in Pisces, it's like, game on it's like fairy dust and glitter and like oh. music festival but it's just like creativity and love and unity so i'm like everyone like find out where this is going through your chart and it's going through your home part of your chart and your house and your living situation and so yeah it goes into effect like the summer but it might not be the summer is going to be like a coming attraction and then it's going to feel like full swing a big theme for 2022
0: Oh, I, was, it.
1: I was very excited to tell you that. I was like, wait, yes, I get to tell her this really great news. i oh
0: <laughs> so happy. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that with your Saturn return and like, you know, Saturn, all of you Saturn return going through right now in Aquarius, you're here. Like Saturn's the worker planet, the taskmaster. Aquarius is the planet, is the sign that's connected to community and mm-hmm. activism and being a revolutionary and Aquarius is like, we, the people energy, like let's do this together and go farther and let's rebuild. And also Aquarius rules technology and being innovative and all these things that like, I think you are deeply connected to all of them. So for someone like you, I'm like, yeah, your Saturn returns to connect you more to that. And you have all these 12 house planets, which means you've gone through so much of your own like inner journey by the time you're probably like a teenager. So For most people, I would say, you know, just be open to change. Don't resist it. But you know that you walk that, you walk that walk. You talk that talk, honey. You're like, yeah, change. She's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any questions on that or anything about like the Jupiter and Pisces?
0: No, it just feels, it feels expansive and dare I say exciting.
1: (laughs) Dare, you can say it. When Jupiter and Pisces is around, like every astrologer has been since like, basically March of 2020. was like, don't worry, guys. May 14th to July 28th is going to be great.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy you gave me this news.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm I'm literally like tickled pink that I get to be the one to deliver that to you. So I'm going to look at your chart, but tell me like, is there anything coming up for you? Anything we can look out for for you? Anything personal or professional like things you're like, yeah, this is up on my horizon or something I'm going to kind of have my eyes on.
0: Well, my wife and I, we have a leadership certification that we are getting ready to go through. It's all about ethical marketing and moving. Mm -hmm. in your business and using the leadership designs to move forward and how you support clients and the people like inside of your world and in your ecosystem. So we're really excited about that because there's nothing quite like that out there that takes like ethical marketing and human first business practices and the leadership part of things into consideration. Oh, that sounds so juicy. You're really gonna bring out my inner nerd that just want
1: like when I used to go through like college course catalogs, even though I didn't really love my college experience, But going through like a course catalog, I'm like, yes, I want to hear about that. Yes, yes, yes. And like all those words, I'm like, yes, ethical marketing, leadership. Like that sounds amazing. What was that like? You and your wife put that together. That's amazing. How has that experience been like building a certification program? Is this a first for you guys?
0: yes, this is a first for us in terms of certification. We're really excited about it. It's, we work really well together, which I, I I don't know why it surprises me, but like working with your partner is always kind of like hit or miss. And it's like a really beautiful mix that we have. So I'm really excited for it to exist in the world.
1: Oh, me too. Okay. I might have to look into that. Also, if anyone's listening and this whole conversation has been lighting you up or giving you chills or making you like pay attention, Follow that nudge, work with Rachel. Yeah, her wife. Also, just cute. Follow them on Instagram. They'll just make you happy. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh, fucking life. Blah. And then I'll just like see, like, <laughs> like your wife posted like a TikTok about like the sound or like this. I don't know what, what love oh. s- sounds like. And it was like a montage of you. And I was like, okay, all is right with the world again. <laughs> She's
0: very sweet. She's very sweet.
1: The two of you are, are so amazing. I love watching how you love and support each other. But I love, I always say, and I said in my own wedding vows, I'm like, to me, love is doing more together, you know, yeah. that we can do a part for the world and for our communities and families. And the two of you are such a testament to that. Like, it's mm-hmm. so cool to watch you. Oh, okay. So much more I could go and do, but for time's sake, we'll leave it there. Oh, but of course I do have to point out that you have your midheaven is in Virgo, which is like how you bring your message out to the world. And that's probably why I resonate with you so much. I'm a Virgo. I love how you put everything in like systems and structures and containers and your archetypes so. and like, oh. so if anyone here is like, I need to work with a Scorpio with midheaven Virgo, where do people find you? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you or...
0: My Instagram, it is Rachel B Turner underscore. And then my website is rachelturner.com And you can learn all about the ways to work with me and just learn a little bit more about the leadership designs and everything we talked about here today. It's a good website guys. So a lot
1: of websites suck. It's super cute. Again, you're going to fall. I'm just warning you don't fall in love with her. She is taken. You can fall in <laughs> business love with her. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and sharing really your invaluable wisdom. You're so sweet. You're so generous. And I don't know. I just wish you the most success and sparkly love magic for the summer.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode.